It's Thursday again, tell everybody to lock in Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in It's a one-hour show, constantly speaking facts Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for Straight Facts What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Brought to you by the Up On Game Presents Network. Make sure you're liked and subscribed to Up On Game on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts and your content. Them boys, LeVar Arrington, Plexiglas, and TJ Hushmanzada got you. But I'm sitting here with my guys, as always, Stat Matt Robinson and Jake Galley. I'm your boy, Jimmy J. Guys, how you doing today, man? Are you guys surviving the dog days? We're still in the midst of it. Still in the midst of the dog days of the sports calendar. As someone, I thought you meant just in terms of temperature. And as Same someone thing. who, Same who thing. right, true, true, true. But as someone who never leaves his house because he works from home, I went to the car to go get something today. I am shocked. I didn't know we, we were at this point. I mean, I guess it's summertime. Like, you should expect it. But, like, it was hot, hot today. Yeah, where have you been? Yeah, like, we, we, the rest of us have been out here dying in this heat. That's what I don't even, I rarely leave. It was just, like, kind of crazy. At during the daytime, I should say, I'm a night. I'm a night crawler. You're a night owl. Um, yeah, night owl. Better, night better. Owl. Night owl. Yeah. Night crawler. Yeah, it, was, it was like 90. <laughs> it wasn't that bad today. Matt, come on, come on, man. Heat index or on, UV man. index. There was something going you on. Outside? You didn't go outside today either, did you? Huh? Me? Talk about it's not that hot. I did, I did a five mile on. walk. Oh, oh, come on, so no, Matt, you acclimated to the heat. There's a difference. I guess. Or you or you you're suffering from a current heat stroke or you're delusional because this because <laughs> it was really was way too way too hot outside. I'm I'm working at Dick's Sporting Goods. We're opening a discount store. So I had to just travel back and forth between the regular store and the discount store. And I go into one store for five minutes, shut my car off for five minutes, come back out, and all the air conditioning that I've been in my car just gets undone in that five minutes. It's like my it's like no air has ever been blown. It's ridiculous. Um, but we're going to sit inside here, escape the heat, and get back to the sports talk because this is the off-season episode two. And if you remember, all of our Straight Facts listeners, we put down the big stats, we put down the next-level statistics and the facts for the off-season, and we get into those big, larger narrative discussions that everybody else is doing that we're too smart to join into during the regular season. But it's the offseason, so we got to start looking at some NFL content, y'all, because we haven't really talked about the NFL much since the NBA ended. And trading camp is, what, a week and a half away, two weeks away for some teams? Like, it's about to get going in the beginning of August. So, as teams near that training camp, we got to check the temperature on some respect levels. And I like this. Jake posed this segment, and we ran with it. Over or under-respected for these players that we're about to name. And, Jake, help me define this. Because there's a reason we didn't just go under overrated, right? Like we talked about, like, I feel like there's a little bit of a difference, a different connotation when you say is someone over under respected or if they're over underrated, right? Like there's a difference to that. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's like when we were talking about it, it's kind of two angles to to the respect level, in my opinion. It is 
First and foremost, what happens on Twitter, what happens in fan-to-fan discussions, how are they viewed by the common fan, the educated fan, non-league people. And mm-hmm. then the other side of it, I think, is on the field, how much weight, how much, how much is their gravity worth on the field? How much are they respected mm-hmm. for what they can do by opposing defenses or opposing offenses um, who are going up against these players? Actually, it's all opposing defenses. We're talking all offensive players. All but, offensive players. Little sneak right. peek. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's it's kind of a mix between the two. When you when you obviously you, there's no number that can point to respect. Maybe the closest mm-hmm. thing is the dollar sign. Talking about how much money are they making, but. Beyond that, like respect is not something that we can necessarily put a number on. So I think it's a good exercise to go through on a couple of these players and see where the public's at, where we're at, and just everything, you know, all around with them. Respect. You know I mean, just like Jake, when he went to get something out the car, we're just going to gauge the temperature a little bit. We're Correct. just going to check the temperature a little bit. I think it's really, it boils down to how much does your name hold weight? When, when the brothers talk about you at the barbershop, how much does your name hold weight? So we'll start with a lot of people's favorite next up quarterback. And that's one Justin Herbert from the Los Angeles Chargers entering year three right now, as we're reading the streets, his respect level is high. Not very, very high. high. Wow. Not, I don't know, not very high, but it's high. It's up there. Okay. Definitely for sure. Um, 2020 offensive, uh, NFL offensive rookie of the year, all pro. Um, and then also a 2021 pro bowler in the, in the, the 2021 season. So as we, as we stated, Justin Herbert commands a lot of respect in the league, but is it warranted? Matt, I'll start with you. Is this, is he under-respected or over-respected? Over-respected, but that's I not me. I, I don't I act it. like a Justin Herbert hater cause I'm not. But there have been so many times I see like people ranking their quarterbacks and like Herbert's third on their list, and it's just like out of the blue. Like, and it's it, he's almost like, and this is a positive analogy. He's almost like the Luka Doncic of the NFL, where he got wildly praised before he had accomplished what mm-hmm. uh, real, like what an elite player accomplishes. Like Luka hadn't won a playoff series till this year, and he made the Western Conference Finals, and. Justin Herbert hasn't made the playoffs and it's been two years. I'm not holding that against him. I'm just saying when people put him over, like, honestly, if I'm, if I'm not, if I take off my Cowboys hater hat, like there's a really strong case that Dak's a better quarterback than him right now, like projecting for the future. I Mm -hmm. Herbert's, but as of, as where he stands right now, he's a very good young quarterback, but he isn't in this like top level that a lot of people are putting him in yet. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I can go as far to say that he's over-respected. He's close to being aptly respected. Maybe if I had to go one way, I might say he's a little tiny, tiny bit over-respected considering a 15-17 and career record, never made the playoffs. Uh, But, you know, you attribute a lot of that, in my opinion, to the defense. The defense has never been good enough to hold a team under, you know, 28 or something where Justin Herbert can have an off game or, you know, an average game and still win. That doesn't exist for Justin Herbert. If you're not putting up 30 plus points, you're probably not going to win on the Chargers. Um, so last year, yeah, 29th Chargers D, 29th in points against, 23rd in yards against. And I think part of his perception and why people are so high on him is in part because of what the offense looks like and the fact he's, he's through it 672 times 
last year in 17 games. Like that is, that's a lot for a guy in his second year. That is a ton of passing attempts. So, you know, he, a, a lot has been put on him and I think he's looked good, but the, the team success has not followed thus far. I'm, I am so definitively in the over-respected range. It's not even funny. And I, and I kind of don't like how far I am into this territory because I like Justin Herbert. I actually really like Justin Herbert. I'm just, Matt, exactly what you said. I'm all for holding, holding players accountable and where they stand at. And when you're a guy who hasn't made the playoffs yet, I just, I wish people would hold them to that because when you talk about where Justin Herbert lands in like the top quarterbacks in the league, I understand giving him props for his talent. I understand giving him props for the individual accolades, but putting him over some quarterbacks that he gets put over like a Matt Stafford or, or a Joe Burrow or a Dak Prescott. These guys have made the playoffs. These guys that have won playoff series, Matt Stafford's won a Super Bowl. So when, when you talk about it in that standpoint, if he's going to be up in that category, then Jake, all the stuff that you talk about, I think he should be good enough to make up for. Like, I think he should, if, if he's top three to five quarterback in the league, he should be able to make up for his defense being 29. That's why he's top three to five. And when he has an offense with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, like when he has this dynamic offense with all these weapons, yeah, he's, his offense is putting up 30 to 35 points a game. So maybe that's the cause and effect. His defense is 29 because his offense goes and puts up 35 points a game. Like, I, I don't need to be the most stonewall defense, but I just, I think people are, are projecting to what they can see Justin Herbert getting to and putting him there now. When a lot of quarterbacks have had to really earn that, and Justin Herbert's just getting put in that category because of this, you know, love affair with his talent. But, I, you know, I see where they're coming from. I just, I severely don't agree with it. And I hate to be such a negative person and almost try to knock Justin Herbert down a peg, but I just think it's unfair to project someone so far when I have nothing tangible. Did you not lose to a division rival in week 18 to make the playoffs? No, but he was nuts in that game. You can't do that to Herbert. Did you not lose? Because Derek Carr was also nuts. Yes, he was nuts. He played well. But these are these are people he gets put ahead of. Like these these are guys that he leapfrogs automatically. Matt, you said it. I didn't say it. You started your, your rant with it. That's how many playoff appearances right there. Zilch. None. Zilch. Zero. So so when January starts, Justin Herbert goes home. But like here's the only thing I'll push back on. Next year. So you, we have all the all this against him. He's overrated. Next year, if they make the playoffs and he wins one playoff game, he then becomes I shut up. Then I shut up. Right? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so he, I it, just, it just simply is a matter he's, of he's getting he respect is. for accolades he hasn't earned yet. Gotcha. And I don't, and that's Fair. over-respected. I don't like that. Like you, like to me, earn it first. And I, 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 I give him a pass for being young. Like I don't hold him for not getting in the playoffs. Just don't, don't leapfrog him into categories he's not in yet. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm not saying he's outside of the top ten. I'm just saying when you put him in front of these people, give me you, you know me. I'm facts guy. I'm, I'm numbers guy. I'm stats guy. If you're gonna put him over X, Y, and Z. Show me why. Give me the tangibles as to why. Like, and he, and he doesn't have that. So, to me, Justin Herbert and the Chargers for a whole in that matter. Because you're right. He spazzes out in week 18 and they still lose. So, everyone from Brandon Staley down is an approve-it year to me. 
because that team is way too good, way too much talent on that roster to not have a playoff appearance with that core. This is way too good. This will be so, this will be Staley's this last will be the this will be the proof year. Yeah, this will last be the chance because because and I think like again like we say it's the coach's prove it year. It's his last chance because they're not going to let go of Justin Hurt. Like if if they don't make the playoffs, it's no. It's the coach, right? It's the right, coach, right? It's the coach first, and I think that does somewhat speak to the fact that like he probably should have a playoff game under his belt, and and maybe what? that's maybe. But what I'm saying, maybe maybe that's you know somewhat of the coaches and and the team's fault, um, as well as his, but. Ultimately, if it's all if it's only playoffs that is holding him back from getting his respect or or becoming fairly respected for what he actually is, then I think that'll come this year. Then I think we can expect I'll predict I'll go out on a limb. I'm going to say the Chargers make the playoffs this year. Brought in Khalil Mack, brought in J.C. Jackson on that terrible defense. So we'll see. We will see. Okay, because didn't every other team in the AFC West make a move too? Ah, it's like such it's a not, ridiculous division. So it's ridiculous. not just them, man. It's a, the playing field never changed, and that's why it's like, like yes, if no one else made a move, and say they just got Khalil, say they didn't even get J.C. Jackson too, say they just got Khalil Mack, and the status quo changed, stayed the same in the AFC West. I'd be right with you. Yeah, pets with them in for the playoffs. Like they got to. They got to run through a gauntlet of a division. Six games of their schedule are going to be the six hardest games they play. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. And for a team who still didn't get there in an easier division, I can't, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. That same team they lost to, Matt, the same team they lost to Week 18, they got exponentially better. Exponentially nah, we, we talked better. about this. I think the Raiders are going to be a lot worse this year. Well, that, I just can't help you with that. I disagree I just, with you. I, I can't yeah. help you with that one. I really can't. I really can't help you with that one. How, how did they How did they get worse? How in the oh, world did they get worse? We talked about it on the pod when we did the Well, oh, I need you to that. say it again, Matt, because it's ridiculous. I need you to say they, they it again. They overperformed their point differential. They had a kind of fluky, weird season. They, they're going to fall back to being like an 8-9 and nine team. And I think they're clearly the worst team in the so division. They, everyone, so, else so, is, so, everyone else so is going to win 10 games in the division. The Raiders don't win 10 games. They overcome adversity, losing a head coach, losing their one of their top wide receiver targets, losing a defensive uh, rookie that they drafted early, and they make the playoffs. And then, and then they get Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, and, and, they, and yeah. they're going to fall back? Yeah, I don't, Matt. I don't know where you're coming. Like, there's no reason. Everything that we think about the Chargers offense can, is, like, very Tra- much true for the Raiders as yeah, well. Same yeah. thing. Same yeah. thing. I don't know. It'll, look here, they, they could they, end up being the worst. Better than team. how they how good they were last year. The Raiders, They're, the Raiders wide receiver core may end up being better than the Chargers wide receiver. <laughs> really, it might be. Oh my Rashid, God. Right? No, 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 catchers, no, no, no. Not wide receiver. I'm not I, saying they're going to be core. awful. I just think it's a, the division is so tough. I think I don't think the Raiders are anything special. Well, you just said they're the worst team in the division. So what's yeah, the worst team in the division look like? Eight and nine. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's just that's ridiculous. That's it. That is ridiculous that they win eight games. And, and, and Josh McDaniels is over there now. Yeah, I'm crazy high good, on crazy him. good, I, off, crazy good offensive mind. That's I'm high I, on we were supposed to talk about the Chargers and Matt knocked me off my pivot. So the next time we do this, under over respected, leading off with the Raiders. Raiders leading off team. Yeah, leading leading off with the Raiders. All right, we will move on to a guy who everyone doesn't really have the highest 
respect level four, highest expectation to a Tug of my Loa. Entering year three, like I said, the respect level very low right now. Career le- record 13 and eight. So has a winning record in his career. Again, no playoff appearances, but you have a guy in Tyreek Hill who gets traded to your team and starts talking very highly on you. Tua's a good quarterback. He's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Tua, Tua puts the ball on time, on target where it needs to be. So we got Cheetah trying to raise the respect level. But Jake, is that apt? Under or over-respected for Tua? He is under-respected right now. And it's, it's, again, not by a ton. And he deserves some of the hate that, not hate, but he deserves some of the disrespect that he gets because of the ghoulish performances that he's thrown up towards the end of years. Uh, the the end of like seasons. And mm-hmm. when you look at the last four games last year, on average, over the last four games, if you combine them all together and average them out, 17 completions for 177 yards, one touchdown, one interception per game. That That's is... Four <laughs> and that, right, it makes you cringe, but they went three and one in that stretch. So it's like, Tua isn't getting respect because the team is winning, but in lieu of him not playing well. So if the team continues to play well and he plays better, the team either is A, going to skyrocket and be really, really good, or they'll just be marginal or, or because of like better, two, right. two is throwing versus the running game. Like, I don't know. We could look at like EPA to give us a real answer, but there probably is diminishing returns going with two a passing game. Here's why I'm going to say that he is going to be by the end of season over respected. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, uh, and Raheem Mostert, three of the fastest people in the entire NFL. Two is knocked for not having a big arm. Well, the way to get around that is you throw it to a guy about 10 yards away and you let him run by everyone <laughs> going 100 miles per hour. And they have three or four guys. Right. So like, like seriously, like just like he last year threw for 2,653 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, like. You snooze over those numbers. But, you know, if if they can add, if it's 24 touchdowns and 10 interceptions for, you know, 3,300 yards, by the way, only 13 games played, worth noting. But if he gets up to like 3,000 yards and mid-20s for touchdowns, like he's going to be a guy that people are like, wow, Tua made this big jump. No, he just got better players. And for that, he'll be over-respected. Eventually. So under-respected now, but by the end of the season... Correct. That was a big winding career. journey. Yes. Currently <laughs> under-respected. We'll end up over-respected. Over-respected. Stat Matt, how He you is correctly... It's it, He's a weird case because he's correctly respected as where he is as a football player, but he's over-hated. He's, over, he's under-respected on Twitter. People act like he's like the worst quarterback to ever play football on Twitter. But in reality, he was the fifth overall pick in the in a draft where you could have had Herbert, and they didn't. So that's gonna that's what he's being judged against, and he's clearly not as good as Herbert. Um, but he's okay. He's like Jalen Hurts. He's okay. But <laughs> so like I and, and I think Tyreek Hill will help, and I think I think he's just the rest of his career is just going to be an okay Teddy Bridgewater quarterback yeah Yeah. and that's fine but because he's going to be compared against herbert it's a it's a it's a brutal pick but i i actually think we're going to learn that a lot of tyreek hill ill's magic was because 
of Mahomes being able to go off script and and know like where mismatches were in a second. And I think Tyree Kill is going to have a normal good wide receiver season, and he's not going to make nearly the amount of huge plays on like third and longs that he did in Kansas City. Um, and uh, he, the the Dolphins are another. They went nine and eight last year. There and two is going to lead him to nine and eight again. There, he's an okay quarterback on an okay team who had an okay offseason. Every team is going five hundred to Matt. Yeah, every team we just go <laughs> put perfectly balanced. Perfect, as everything should be. Um, Tua is overly respected by one person in the NFL, and that's Tyreek Hill because he keeps trying to force this agenda down our throat that <laughs> that Tua is such a good like. Give it up, dog. Like you're trying. Way too hard when you invoke Patrick Mahomes' name in the same sense as Tua. We know you're trying too hard, but I understand where it's coming from. Um, I think coming into the league, Tua was over-respected because of his stock, where he came from. When you have a co-sign from Nick Saban, when, Nick's, when, when NFL GMs are calling Nick Saban and say, hey, man, what do you honestly think of Tua? And Nick Saban goes to the stand and says, that's a good quarterback. He's going to work his butt off. He's an accurate quarterback. You're going to love him. Take a chance on him. You take that and run with it, especially a team like the Miami Dolphins who are, are tired of drafting the wrong one. Like, we want to get the right one. We're going to get a good quarterback in here. Nick says he's good. I'm going to take his word. And now I think it's regressed to the mean. I think he is aptly respected for, for what he is because, Jake, he's, you, you said it. You guys kind of both said it. Like. He throws up those pedestrian numbers and they go three and one. And then Matt, you kind of piggyback by saying he's going to be like a Teddy Bridgewater average. Okay. Quarterback. I think those are in the same lane. Like that's where people are relying on him to be. And the dolphins know that. So since the dolphins know, I don't have the strongest arm. I better modify my offense to get some of the best run after catch guys in the league, both on receiver and in running back. We better later. And don't sleep on Miles Gaskin in the passing game, too. That's a receiver who likes to get the ball out of the backfield, too. So I think that's what we're going to see. Like, we're going to see throughout respect level get commanded. But I, I like where you're going, Jake, by the end of the season, him being overly respected because I think there's only so much you can do by throwing it 10 yards and watching guys run. Like, most defenses will be able to, I think we'll be able to tackle that. I could be wrong, but I, I anticipate at some point you don't fool us with that anymore. At some point, you're going to have to try to use one of these speed demons to take the top off the defense. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, I dare to it to throw it that far. Like I, I, I dare you to do it at some point. You're going to, at some point it's going to be a third and 11, a third and 10, or you're going to need a chunk play. And I will dare you to throw it down there to Tyreek because Tyreek's going to run down there. Jalen's going to run down there. Devontae Park, they're all going to run down there. But I'm going to dare to throw the ball, and then we're going to see where it lies right now. But I think for the respect he's, he's getting from everyone else but Tyreek Hill, I think it's fair. Even the Twitter slander. Like, even, even, even the, t- I the, don't know. the Twitter The Twitter stuff goes too far. I mean, it he, always he, does. Like it's just... took, you, you get taken over golden boy Justin Herbert and, and – well, the clip I, that posted of him throwing to Tyreek yeah. and it was clearly underthrown was rough. So like, why I, would you do that? To, so by that mark, he's underrespected by his team. Don't respect him if they're going to well, post his that. social media manager doesn't respect him. Well, at least because my thing is you can mend a video 
Like, why not show Tua throwing the ball in the air, clip a different ball that's overthrown by Tyreek, even if Tua didn't throw it. Just clip a different ball that Tyreek threw. You could easily make that happen. That's not hard. I could do that. Like, why, like so you don't even respect your own quarterback. Yeah, I, I just think it's funny, like, perception-wise, and I know, like, we're going to talk about this guy, and he adds a ton without... Um, without the passing, or excuse me, yeah, he adds a ton without his passing game, but Tua had about like 200 less yards passing than Lamar Jackson in the same amount of games. So like you say you want Tua to have an average season and he's probably going to have an average season. The average quarterback, the 15th quarterback last year in terms of yards uh, was Ben Roethlisberger, 3,700 yards. That would be 1,100 more than Tua had last year. And point being, you had 1,100 yards and you had a couple touchdowns because you played a full season. People are going to look at you and be like, wow, uh, Tua's, Tua's really turned a corner. When in reality, he's just filling out to, you know, getting Man. the opportunities in the offense that he is. Like, that's, that's where I'm at with him. I don't know. I guess putting you in Ben Roethlisberger category doesn't that doesn't turn any keys for me. Well, right. I know. I realize. One, how about this one? <laughs> one up, uh, like forty yards more. Kyler Murray. Ooh. Yeah. There we go. Now we're okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking much more. Um. So, finally, Matt, you're going with you said over respected, under respected. He is. He is correctly respected by most of the football world. Over, over, under-respected by Twitter because he's not okay. trash. He's mediocre. Nah, he he in the in the grayer mediocre. He more towards trash than he is good though. Yeah, he, right he now, on, right now, he on that side of the tracks for sure. All right, we're gonna go to the next one. And for these next ones, Matt, because I knew you like to be on the fence. I need a definitive. Under-respected, over-respected. All right, and I'll start with you because this guy's in your division. You got to have a good opinion on him. Saquon Barkley. Because this is a guy who I think just hasn't gotten a fair shake in the NFL yet. Entering year five, the respect level right now is pretty low. Through the through reading the streets, through reading the Twitter sphere, um, just being tapped in, we think the respect level is pretty low. The 2018 offensive rookie in the year and a pro bowler in that season, but just has been sputtering in the last couple of seasons due to injury, due to bad circumstance. So, Matt, that respect level, is it over or under-respected? He is over-respected. He's a bad football player. He's not oh. good at football anymore. Oh, my God. He's a running back you don't want to sign in the offseason. Oh his injury God. destroyed his career. It's been around 20 games now of under four yards per carry. And if you look at just like his other like players, Devontae Booker averaged 4.1 yards per carry. He's a mediocre running back. And he got as many yards on 17 less carries. He's not good anymore. His injuries. Running backs are, it's a brutal sport for running backs because uh, unless you're Ill, like, un, like anyone can just have one bad injury and then you're just a uh, bottom third running back. And that's what he is. Like bottom, if, bottom third, third running back. Bottom really? Third. You believe that? Bottom third running back. Like, if I lined up all 32 starting running backs in the NFL, he's 25 to 32. He's in that uh, We might have to go name game on you, Matt. I don't think you could name 20 better running backs than Saquon Barkley. I don't know I don't if I could name 20 it. running backs, but I know Saquon Barkley's name because he was, he was a great running back, and now he's not. But Yeah. I... Don't let him. Don't you, The Eagles better hold him to 10 yards per game. They better no. 
If the he, Eagles better hold him. He better not do a thing against y'all. I'm not Don't responsible let, for what my yes, chaotic you are. Yes, you does are. on the field. Yes, you are. <laughs> After that, you better call Fletch and them and Yannick and them and say, I need y'all to hold Saquon because I'm on the line right now. Yeah. Because I'm on the line right now. Jake, go ahead. So I they, you want me to uh, you want me to talk to Matt or will you? Talk I'm, to your Eagles fan. Yeah, brother. Matt. So here's the thing, because I know Matt remembers there was some literally like mixtape level jukes that he put on the Eagles. Uh he signed at the 50. Oh, there, there's he there's many the yeah, there's many moments where he has just ripped Eagles fan fans' hearts out. Um granted, granted, granted. Eagles do own the Giants in his kind of career path, career trajectory. Eagles have owned the Giants for really since I've been alive. Anyways, um, Saquon Barkley is not a bottom third running back. Saquon Barkley is a guy who has been part of some horrendous teams. And you can tell the offense was bad because of the targets. In in year one, 121 targets. um, Hunt, I mean, just for a running back, like just an insane, impossible number almost. Mm. And then you go down to 57 last year. And that's with him playing, you know, 13 games, enough that it should be more than 57. I think, like, now that they add Wandale Robinson, they add a better, a little bit more experienced offensive line, solid offensive line. Daniel Jones now has a full offense around him. Like, he should look like normal Saquon. Now, that being said... There, like he has been through some bad injuries for a running back, and I don't care who you are, unless you're Adrian Peterson, then you're excused. But it takes a toll on the body. Uh, so that that's kind of where I'm at with him. Like, yeah, I think he's better than what he's been, but I don't think he'll ever get back to where he was. So that being said, he's probably still a little under-respected for, for what he's done and was. And then, I mean, even if it's only a year and a half, you could say what you want about it one of the most productive running back seasons ever to what he is now. Like now, like last season was not an accurate representation of what he is as a player. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad well, now that's that. exactly who he is as a player. No, 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 no. Jake continue. I'm glad you made that point. Thank but you. I don't think we're ever getting all pro Saquon or, or, you know, pro bowl level Saquon again. I was with you all the way up until the last sentence that we won't get maybe not all pro, which I still think, we gonna definitely get Pro Bowl Saquon back for sure. How many? How many running backs they put in the Pro Bowl? I don't even it's know. Probably like six or seven. That's what I'm saying. They do let a lot of four. they do let a lot of people into the Pro. A Bowl. A lot of people in. Um, foolish yeah, of me to so. think that Eagles fans were going to give him an accurate representation. I thought you were going to Jake, and then you started veering towards that Matland. But I, I really, you know, foolish of me to think any of that because when I sit here and give like Alvin Kamara his just due, probably not because I don't like rooting for the brother. So I. I have to realize who I'm talking to. Matt, I'll, I'll, I'll address you first. When you talk about, you know, Saquon's productivity and how bad he's dropped off, let me ask you, um, his quarterback, <laughs> does 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 his quarterback have high respect in the league? Do people, anybody, anybody worried about Daniel Jones? Did anybody game plan for Daniel Jones? He's not the no. biggest problem with the Giants, though. Dan, Daniel Jones. No, 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 Matt, I'm not going to let you do that because that's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. Is Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones is in the Saquon tier of bottom third as no, position. He's bottom third. He's bottom third. Okay, so when I'm going after the Giants offense, I don't have to worry about the offensive line. I don't have to worry about the receiving core. I damn sure don't have to worry about the quarterback, who is the only person on that offense that gives me any shred of a worry. Saquon Barkley. So if I'm Saquon and I look up and I'm counting nine people in the box on first, second, and third down, that will one, 
take a toll on my body. Two, hurt my production. And three, I don't have a quarterback to bail me out of those situations. Like when I do have nine in the box, I don't have a quarterback that can get me out of that. I'm still getting the ball, right? I'm still getting the ball. I'm still getting the ball, and I'm running right into the scrum. Not only do I not have a, not only do I not have a quarterback to help me, I don't have a coach to help me either. I have Joe Judge, who's going to hand me the ball in the middle of that scrum. So nothing around me is helping me. So yes, he's going to have down years. Yes, he's going to take a lot of a beating. But now, he's got. He's got somebody behind him. For what it's worth, Daniel Jones has Tyrod Terry, who's seen playoff experience, who's led winning football teams, someone who maybe could at least give him a veteran presence to, hey, man, when you go to the line and you count 10 in the box, maybe check it to a pass play. Maybe check it to a screen. Maybe maybe change the play. He also has a play caller in Brian Dable, who was captain of a Buffalo Bills team who's shredding records, where who helped the development of Josh Allen. So there's more people there on that offense to help Saquon Barkley out. And then now my next point, and I'll let you, I'll let you rebuttal. But my next point is why he's also underrespected is because when he came out of college, what what people calling this man like an Adonis? Didn't they say his body was built like a Greek god? We've never seen anything like it before. So why are we not allowing that same specimen of a human to recover from these injuries? If we if we looked at him and said, man, no, we haven't seen a person, a running back, built like that in a long time. The combination of size, speed, strength. So why are we not, why Why is it changed? Like if if he had that crazy of, a, of an athletic build and, a, and that much of a body coming out of a college, why are we not allowing that same body to recoup? If it was so great, because I believe it was. The man squatted like 400 pounds as a freshman. So like a, that, those same muscles are still in there. He's like 24 years old, 23, 24 years old, 25 years old. So like those same muscles are still there, are they not? So why can we not give mm. that the benefit of the doubt if he's going to recoup? That's a young running back, Jake. This isn't a running back who got you, those knee injuries in year six and year seven. Yeah, you this still lose explosiveness. This is a running back who the majority of his career has been bad. This because isn't just- did you not hear all the stuff I just said? I know. All the stuff I just said? So this is 26 games. The last 26 games of Saquon Barkley's career. He's played in 44. He 3.8 yards per carry, 1,400 yards. That that he is that is who he is now. That's the majority of his career. A lot of that is pre-injury too. About like 10 games of that's pre-injury. Um, and last year the Giants. Went four and thirteen. Half of their wins, they went two and two without Saquon. The four games he wasn't in. I don't so, like. The, he's not important to winning. The first, well, he's a running that's four, back. He's a running four back. Games, that's four game sample size. Also, half the wins. Two, and, two. I need those four teams because those four teams matter. And did you say fourteen hundred yards over twenty six games? Yeah, that's not good. That's not terrible. So over the I, first. Twenty nine games the of his two career were Carolina and the Raiders. And who were the losses? Chiefs and Rams. Well, okay then, Matt. Okay then. Like or like he would have made it. Like, really like, good. Like, like, come on, man. Like the Chiefs and the Rams. Come on. And you notice how he wasn't going to say it until I asked. He, he wasn't, wasn't, wasn't going to say it until I asked. This is also another good example of the stat, Matt Warp, because the first two full years of Saquon. Uh, average out to per year, if you take this, so that's 29 games. The average game is, uh, or excuse me, the average year is 240 attempts, 
1,155 yards, eight and a half touchdowns, and then 97 targets, 71.5 catches, and just, uh, just about 580 yards receiving. So we're looking at almost 2,000 yards from scrimmage in his first two years, 29 games. Uh, and then after that, he gets a new coach. And wow, you mean that like a special teams coach or a special teams coordinator wasn't apt to go run an NFL offense? Wow. Yeah, no, nah, he's got, I think wow. actually he might, he might, we'll see. He only played 15 games after the, or he's only played 13 games after his big injury. Um, so, you know. Under respected. Please do not let that man do anything against y'all. Cause I'm, you know, I'm in your ear. Matt, you and I have to be on the field. I can't take it from James. I'm going to be on the goal line package. <laughs> I, I, I checked. We did a good job against Saquon last year. Uh, 15 for 32 <laughs> and f- 13 for 40. And that was shutting the A gap down. I was coming in off the edge. <laughs> you need to, y'all need to be out there running Tampa two the way y'all speaking about. <laughs> a lot of games in this like recent Eagles Giants history where it's been like. Saquon, like in the early years of Saquon, if Saquon run for 120, we still won by 17. Yeah. But it sort of comes back to why people were on the Giants for picking a running back. The running back can be amazing, and you could still lose games. So we'll see. Exactly. Now, they, now, they, now they have the rest of the pieces minus like a solid, solid quarterback. But we'll see. And, and hopefully that gets better too. But Saquon is one of the most con- contextually written players in the NFL, where I think his... Bad play, his downturn has a lot to do with what's going on around him. So give him a full off season. And and hey, man, he goes another season or two with this production. And I might have to start hearing what y'all saying. I might have to start coming back to your end of things. I just I'm not no way I'm giving up on Saquon yet. And you can't sell me on bottom tier running back. You just you just can't sell me on on bottom tier running back, man. Not when not when there's all these other running backs in the league. The next player I'm getting to because I'm just I'm confused as to how he's not getting his money when everybody else is. Lamar Jackson, Matt V and I talked about it. I, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the pod before. I've talked about it on I'm on your head with Lavar Arrington, Plexico Verse, PJ Hushpinzada. I've talked about it with those guys because I can't wrap my head around this. Lamar Jackson, right now, the respect level has got to be low just based on how his team is treating him right now. We have it at slightly low. The 2019 MVP. First team All Pro, two time Pro Bowler, thirty seven and twelve record, uh, playoff appearance every year of his career. The list goes on, and that man is sitting out there with no money, and is still reporting to training camp. So, Jake, it, it, is it right or wrong? Over or under respected, man. What's going on? The GMs have been listening to straight facts. They understand you cannot give a uh, uh, oh, you cannot give a quarterback who runs I that forgot. much a I massive forgot. contract. And honestly, no, but honestly, that's like, my fault, and, Matt. And I that's understand, <laughs> I understand that you have to pay Lamar. He deserves to be paid. Let me say that. Anyone, and I, and I saw another thing. Someone left him off a top 10 list. Can't do that. Can't do that. Top 10 quarterback list. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. No, no, the NFL GMs did. The NFL, right. there was a straw poll of the NFL exactly. GMs. So, so now you're starting to get a look. They are listening in to straight facts. So yeah, he's no, but he is he is under he's underrespected in that regard. But like there was um what was it? It's the what we posted for Deshaun Watson, like no quarterback has won a Super Bowl making more than 13% of the cap, which is like there a max like Deshaun Watson's deal takes up like 25 million. So like a big deal, or tw- excuse me, 25% almost, 22, 23 mm-hmm. something percent. 
So like the big deals that are getting handed out now, the big deal that he probably deserves, if you want to be a football winning team, historic or a Super Bowl winning team, historically, you can't pay him. So I, you probably well, okay, have to. Well, what about like, ugh. what about if you do, because I like what the Chiefs did. Like they spread that $230 million, wherever Pat got over 13 years, right? Over a long amount of time so that the annual don't hurt you on a year to year situation. It also pretty much guarantees that brother, you not going anywhere. I'd rather sign you for 13 at a little bit of chunk and guarantee you here for the rest of your career than sign you to a five at the same amount. And now we can't go again anybody else. So what, what if they sign him to that level of contract, which if they haven't signed him to a deal now, I don't know why they pop out of the blue with a 10 year contract. Yeah. But what if, what if they sign him to that? Is that more you apropos? You, Lamar, especially since he missed the end of the season with an injury, you can't give him that long-term of a contract. I think you give him what he deserves, which is a huge contract for like five years. And I, honestly, Ravens, if you don't want to pay him, trade him to the Eagles. I'll take him. I yeah, like, That's funny. Okay. And, 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 right, Jake. Yeah, so, so back on all that. My thing is, to me, severely underrespected because if I look at his peers, and I'm really, I'm really judging him on, on one peer who got his payday already, and that's Josh Allen. Tell me what Josh Allen has done in the NFL that Lamar hasn't. He's got one round further. I'll give you that. He's gotten to the AFC Championship game. What else? Well, He's got that's the best arm in terms of power, like okay. in the history Lamar, of the NFL. And Lamar might have the best legs. He went so, toe to toe with Pat Mahomes in a playoff game like two months ago. Or but like, didn't Lamar go toe to toe with Pat Mahomes too? Like I got a, I got a toe for toe game. He like, never put Mahomes in a playoff game. Not that a playoff was, game. Not a playoff game. But I got a toe. I got a toe to toe with Pat what, Mahomes what, game under my belt too. What Allen here. did in that Chiefs game was so unbelievable to me that like I, I like Allen. And you said, keep finding and you keep finding these moral victories. Did they win? That's not a on, coin. A coin flip. I get it. But did they win? Thirteen seconds. He gave him the lead with thirteen seconds. There's nothing else he can do. <laughs> He played a perfect postseason. He scored a touchdown every single possession against the Patriots, and then he played out of his mind on the road against the Chiefs. Yeah, and was sitting right next to Lamar at the next week, wasn't he? Okay, so okay, so so my I'm not here. I'm not here to 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 downplay anything Josh Allen did. I think you keep missing what I'm asking. Like in terms of in a vacuum, because that's what you do when you go to sit down for a contract. I look at what you've done on paper in a vacuum. In a vacuum. I have an MVP, a first-team All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowler, 37-12 record, and I have a guy who's done pretty much the same without the personal accolades. Here's the like, difference. What? And you and Lamar is in a 1,000-yard rusher basically every year that Actually, he plays. So when we, you mentioned Josh Allen, and this is kind of the issue with arguing with someone like me, an idealist, I wouldn't give Josh Allen a big, long contract either, not with the oh, way he's no, currently used. I just oh, wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. He he's a little he's a little different than Lamar in the sense that his body's bigger, so he's probably bigger, and he's right. So like when he's out there running, it's you know like Lamar can seriously get crushed on some because he's moving really quick. That's number one, and number two, he's cutting across the field where you have these big guys tracking you down. One day, when Lamar starts to get a little a little long in the tooth, and he's not maybe as fast as he used to be. There's going to be a big 300-pound dude cutting back the other way who catches him, and that'll be your season. 
Like that's where these guys, they are amazing, amazing, amazing talents. And to a certain extent, you, that production of amazing, you need, you need to get, to get far. But when they, we always talk about spinning the wheel of potential outcomes. When you're running that often, you're spinning the wheel with your quarterback a lot. And right. I just worry. I, 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 I agree. I, agree. I, I, didn't, I didn't say my answer. He's underrespected. He's underrespected. They were the one seed. They're eight and three. He gets hurt a week later, and it was his worst season of his career. And again, I think the biggest factors he he's never the only help he has in the passing game is Mark Andrews. Marquise Brown had like one good year, got wildly overpaid by Arizona. He's over respected, Marquise Brown. Yeah, and so, so he it's he he's never had the receiver help that like to further James's point. Um, that Josh Allen's had, um, that was Stephon Diggs type for him. And he, he still is the backbone. He was the backbone of a team that went 14 and two. Ooh. And he won the MVP. And I know they lost a weird playoff game to Tennessee, but he still like threw for 400 yards that game and ran for another hundred. Like he didn't play great, but he, 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 you, wild you, that you said that. Threw for 400, ran through for 100, didn't play great. Didn't play great. Wild, you wild. You know what he's saying? He had wild. a couple of bad turnovers in situations. That's but yeah. that's yeah. the standard. That's the yeah. standard. Any any other quarterback does, if Pat Mahomes does that, he could turn the ball over twice. If Pat Mahomes does that, throws for 400, let him run for 20. He throws for 400 and does that. We're, we're, we're forgetting all the interceptions, right? But when it comes to Lamar, all the negativity speaks louder than the accomplishments for me. Because like you guys said it. All, all that stuff goes on, didn't he? He also loses his top three running backs before the season starts. He goes in with Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't touched the football in a year, and stinks. Like, like and stinks. So, like, respect. This is all, all, all of this has to do when it goes in. And also, why I don't understand why the Ravens won't pay him. And I said this with my my Matt V's vision video on YouTube. Guys, go check that out too. Shameless plug. That's on YouTube right now. But. The Ravens have taken a chance on him and invested in him every step of his career until now. They they take a chance on him at the end of the first round, and it hits. They take a chance on him when they give him the starting quarterback spot, and it hits. I mean, how many how many videos have we seen of John Harbaugh looking at him in a fourth down situation and saying, hey, you want to go for this? And he says, hell yeah, coach, every time. And it hits every single time. Except so when in the you against Tennessee. Yeah, where they went like over so, four. <laughs> so, so when you're putting your your eggs in Lamar's basket, when you're trusting him, the brother is hitting. And who's the who's the closest quarterback we compare him to? Cities he won softball question. Who do we compare him to in NFL history? Vic. Michael Vick, right? So it was said through his entire Atlanta Falcons career. Oh, he's just a running quarterback. Oh, he'll he'll never be able. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. Granted, it takes time away from football. We don't have to talk about that. Comes back to the Eagles, and what is he when he comes back to the Eagles? He's still a running quarterback, but guess what he does the very first play in the Eagles uniform? Throws that thing 80 yards, and now we're like, oh, Michael Vick can pass the ball? So why can't a quarterback develop? So, so why, why, why can't a thrower of the football develop? I'm sure Matt has some reason as to why he can't. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the but thing like, is, Vic had this arm that's unbelievable. He had one of the had best a cannon on him. Had a he cannon had on him. Absolute cannon. Lamar doesn't have that. What Lamar has that Vic didn't have, which is a lot more important, is that he tries and he cares. Vic in Atlanta did not care. He did not watch film. He did not 
really mm-hmm. practice. He just cared about playing f- for fun. And it wasn't until he got a good coach with Reed after he left the NFL and came back that he actually had his best season of his career and he played smarter football because he actually took the time to learn film. The Mars advantage is that he's been doing that, but you you can't teach the arm that Vic had. Lamar's no, no, going to be a very as long as he's healthy, he'll be a, he'll be a top ten quarterback for the next ten years. But he'll but he will um he'll never have the Trump factor of the arm that like right, a Mahomes right. or an Allen has. Allen, right, right, and and you're right, you're exactly right, Matt. I don't want to I don't want to go over that point because you're correct. That arm can't just bail him out of situations, right? He can't just throw it past everybody. But he is he does have precision. We've seen him put it in pockets. We've seen him put it in tight windows. Make Difficult throws, changes, arm slot. He does things that we ask elite throwers of the football to do. So he'll do it for three quarters, but the minute he doesn't do it, ha, I told you he can't do it. Ah, I told you that. Ha, forgetting the 400-yard passing game, we're going to forget all that. The minute he doesn't do it, the naysayers come out. Ah, I told you he can't do that. But that, that's what I don't understand. When, when it, you're, it's, it's going to get there. When it's you're, going to get there. And you're a certain level of greatness – like that kind of because, like you said, it becomes a standard. And it's funny because I think we said Herbert was over respected, but he is getting a little bit of that where he goes off and then he doesn't get there. And it's like, haha, you guys didn't make playoffs. Uh, so now it's just me. That's just me. Right. <laughs> because I he didn't know. make the play. Lamar made the playoffs. That's the other difference between him and Allen, just to, to tap it off. Allen, three and three in the playoffs. Uh, Lamar, one and three. And ultimately, one, and once he goes on a deep run, all that will go away for sure. All the hate will the, go the, away. The teams he's lost, because I know the one team he lost to went to the AFC Championship game. So who so are the other teams? two losses? Who are the other two losses? San Diego, or the wow, that's an old throwback. He lost to the Chargers and Rivers his last year. Right. Um, That's when when they ran all the defensive backs out there. Yeah, he lost to Tennessee. Tennessee. And then he he beat Tennessee in 2020, and then they lost in the divisional round um, to Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Who goes to the AFC Championship game? Yeah. Right. Okay, so a rookie and then two losses to teams who make it to the AFC title game. Yeah, that's the one. That's not exciting. That, that those are and those are the first three years of his career. Nah, Chargers' loss was bad though. You know, I don't no, know if he's, a he's a rookie. He's, he's a rookie. rookie. He's but a rookie. They, he looked really bad. Like after, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what did he do next year? Did he? Did he go MVP? MVP. Ah, MVP. Okay, okay, okay. We lost in the first round again. MVP. Growing, but growing pains. Yes, first but game, growing pains. Round. You know what I mean? Growing yeah. pains, right? Because the oh, first game he had a bye. First round he had a bye. Because he's fourteen to two in the MVP. Like it, again, all, playoff records for quarterbacks, you should count buys Jake, as an extra win. That's but Jake, but Jake here, but here's what you're doing exactly what I'm explaining is pointing out the miss the one mistake in a year that is amazing. Like not many people win MVP of the league in their second year, man. That just don't happen. Well, that just I don't happen. I wouldn't point it out if. We weren't doing a segment on if they're over or under respected. I would just I hear point to the fact that he's the MVP and that he's a good player and that I would never pay him because I'm a crazy <laughs> GM who fans would hate. But that's just the who moral stance on If you're not going to pay Lamar or Allen, who are you paying? I would do a quadruple backflip to sign a Joe Burrow. Uh, okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Joe Burrow, a, a, a pocket quarterback. I mean, like Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Those are some other guys. Um, Aaron uh, Rodgers not a pocket quarterback though. Pat well, he's scrambler. He's not like a run for. He he doesn't. Here's any guy who doesn't have designed runs for him. How about that? If you're, yeah, I don't want a guy who's my number two running back as my quarterback. Yes, and we're gonna and we're gonna have to and we're gonna have to chill out. We're gonna have to chill out on that, John Harbaugh. And I'm sure he knows. But that type of offense gave them 14 and two. Right, right. I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's not sustainable. It's right. tough. And it might not be sustainable. But I do, I do see this, and then we can move on. I do actually think for, you know, even in the injury season, I think Lamar is one of the best quarterbacks at avoiding big hits. Like, he knows when he can try to get extra yardage because players are on their back heels trying to wait for a juke. But he knows that, hey, man, if, you know, Levante David is barreling down to my left, let me get a little baseball slide down here. You know, <laughs> if, if I get to the secondary and Tyron Matthew is straight ahead, let me go and duck out of bounds. He knows when to do that. Now, when I got three Bengals players who don't know how to tackle, I might be able to give them a little spin move and go to the end zone. But he knows when to get down. You know what I mean? So I just think he he's a smart quarterback, a cerebral quarterback. He's been proving people wrong since the Heisman year at Louisville. Literally winning a Heisman yeah. still under-respected, right? So he's he's knows that, like, hey, I got to progress my game. He had 32 straight teams tell him, you'd probably be better as a running back. And then the 32nd team took him, and, and they hit. So I think I just think he can grow. I think all of that can work itself out. So we'll see how that goes. But Jake mentioned that there's only one quarterback in the entire NFL that he would give a contract. And that and, and that's Joe Burrow. So why don't we talk about him then? That's the only guy. So he's got to be over-respected, right? And if, if, Jake, if, Jake, if Jake's going to pay one guy, he's got to be over-respected. He's over-respected, but, probably. But, okay. He's I mean. entering year three, the 2021 AFC champion. Um, also the comeback player of the year after a gruesome leg injury in his rookie year. Um, respect level gotta be very, very high. So so Jake, you say he's over respected. I don't know how after that last statement, but go ahead. Under respected right. or over respected. No, I think he maybe at this point is a little over respected and just me right there saying that he's the only guy who I would sign. Obviously, there are more guys, but he's he he is he jumps off the page, right? He first one that page. came to my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think when you combine what he did, you know, he threw the ball 520 times and really it was year two, but in reality, it was year like 1.5 really. I mean, he didn't get a full year because of the injury in his rookie year. So he's kind of playing through it. 520 pass attempts, 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, led the league in, in completion percentage, all while getting sacked more than anyone else. Like that head scratching. That almost makes me want to say that he is underrated because he was able to get to the Super Bowl with the one thing that you need to be a competent team, a strong offensive line. And like they still they were still able to get there. Against our better judgment all season, and almost right? Almost one. And like almost really one. almost one. And almost one. Um and against our better judgment too, right? Because we we were the podcast that all literally from week one to week eighteen we're saying it's gonna catch up to him at some point. It's gonna catch up to him at some point, and it literally never caught up to him. They didn't even lose. God, they didn't win. Super Bowl because so yes, I was literally just about to say that, man. It caught up to him the last play of the Super Bowl. That's literally what it caught up to him when Aaron Donald shot that gap. Um, but they were able to to like win in spite of that. All season. So I think 
that's why Joe Burrow gets this praise. I didn't mean to cut you off, Jake, but that's just it's it's funny because we were the first people saying like that's that's gonna hurt him, and it didn't really. No, like and like what the like. So he already led the league in efficiency in terms of completion percentage. He's, he's up in seventy percent, and he's they're one of the most explosive offenses. What happens when you add, like, or or rather, I should say, take away fifty negative plays? Not you won't take away all fifty. Probably take away with a better offensive line, like twenty. 25 right. yeah. to, to now they're, they're just regular plays throughout the year. Like that is right. given opportunities and you got to expect that he's going to do something with a given opportunity. Right. Matt's our DVOA guy. Like I'm sure like when, when you look at inter- or, or I don't know if this would fall under EPA, but like giving him 25 extra opportunities that are positive plays instead of negative plays throughout the year. I like that. That's you're, you're already improving on a Super Bowl team. Like what more can you do? Also, to be fair, sacks are also a quarterback stat because a quarterback mm-hmm. can hold the mm-hmm. ball too long. It's mm-hmm. it's I'd say with the Bengals sack problem last year, I think eighty five percent of it was the Bengals O line's fault, fifteen percent Burrow. But I think that's more of a young guy trying to make every play possible, and he'll get better at that. Um, I Burrow's properly respected. He made the Super Bowl last year in his second year, and it was the Cincinnati Bengals who nobody at all thought would win the division, let alone win the AFC. And he had a 18 point comeback at Arrowhead, which is crazy. Like it's he has no fear at all. And mm-hmm. he every he's everyone has him as a top five quarterback. He's a top five quarterback. He's earned that. And, and, okay. He's slightly over-respected, just as slightly, because I love the fact that he gets his flowers and he gets his just due, because that was an amazing comeback season we have. And to be honest, I thought a lot of it was just riding momentum until you have an 18-point comeback and the hardest place to play in football. Then, then you're not just riding momentum. You're not only a good football player, you, you just you know how to get it done. Like, there's just a a winning mentality amongst Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? It factor. Like I, I was just, I just don't lose football games like that. I just, whatever it is to win a game, that's how we're going to do. Even dating back to high school, right? Dude's got like four state championships in high school, got a national championship in college, went to a Super Bowl. Like it's just a winner. He knows how to do it. Um, the reason why he's slightly over-respected is because when you have that surprise factor of coming back from a gruesome knee injury and making a Super Bowl, you get guys saying that he's comparable to Tom Brady. You get guys saying that, you know, he's already going to be, you know, on his way to a Hall of Fame career. You get, and then you're like, okay, er, er. now we got to pump the brakes because now we're getting the opposite of what Lamar Jackson is getting. Now we're only seeing the great in Joe Burrow because of the season and not remembering some of the downfalls. And Matt, you said it, like, watch the tail of the tape. Not all those sacks are on the offensive line. They're just not. Not all the sacks are. Not, not all of the, the, the stalling out of the drive is on the rest of the offense. Not all of the losses are on the rest of the team besides Joe Burrow. He's got a hand in that pot as well. But I think there's just people look at Joe Burrow in, in rose-colored glasses because, look, hey, real handsome dude, knows how to dress, well, suave, real confident. He's like, he is like the American dream of a quarterback. That's the, exactly what we want the, in those, a quarterback. The Bengals' defense didn't get enough respect for that run. They were good Probably too. Not. From us, they did. Well, you, from us, they well, did. Yeah, from us, because they were. You know why? They, they they really confused the Chiefs' offense once it was twenty-one to three. I'll give you two reasons why. 
because in two weeks or two two words why eli apple in two weeks the world got a load <laughs> of eli apple and no one wanted to give the Bengals credit for anything. the fact that he's on your team and starting is why we don't want to give you credit no. man. it's too much of a blemish on you but just getting back to joe burrow that's why i just gotta uh i just gotta, I gotta taper expectations because he's getting like he he has what he has that justin Ber- herbert doesn't have is those that tangible thing I ask for. When you're when you're leapfrogging these guys, why? Okay, he's made a Super Bowl comeback player of the year, overcoming all these sacks. He's he's got that. But he I, I still would hesitate to put him above guys like Stafford. I'd hesitate to put him above like he's probably right in that Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson tier for me. Like I'm I'm he- I hesitate to put him above them. He's top ten though, right? Top ten. Yeah. But I've just shuffled the That's order fair. a little bit. Deshaun Watson G- has never made a Super Bowl and hasn't thrown a football in like two years. It's impossible I, I, to rank him. <laughs> but it's like uh, so I mean, hard to rank him. It's so hard. That's why you have to just rank him on the last thing that you've yeah. seen. Like you just by default, you have to rank him on the last thing I've seen is still a very, very good quarterback. A guy who was on his way to an MVP season if stuff didn't get derailed. So that's just I love Joe Burrow. Joe cool, man. Joe Burr. Like I I am a huge Joe Burrow fan. I just I think we're going a little bit far. I think there's a little bit of a love affair when it comes to him and just I'm not ready to put him top five just yet. And like, don't compare him to Tom Brady. Uh, why do we have to do that? Well, it's because of why the postseason ha- stuff. That's the only reason why, do we why have first to do that. Well, because there are people at, up at the very top of corporations who make money off of people on TV saying stupid stuff so that you and I write to them saying, hey, that was stupid. And then <laughs> off those interactions, they're able to make more profitable more initiatives. Money. Yeah, more money runs everything. That's why money is the reason why people think Joe Brady Burrow is better Burrow than you. have two completely different personalities, too. Brady's like Brady and Burrow have two completely pers- different personalities. Burrow's like cool. Brady was never cool. Wow. Brady no. became cool because of his accomplishments. He's not cool. He's funny. Like he's not. No, like but he Joe Burrow. No, but he wasn't like even Joe funny to Tampa. Like Tom Brady ain't funny. He he he. Okay, put it this way. He's not cool. He's extroverted. He's 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 outward. He's loud. Like Joe Burrow got a swag to him. Right. Tom Brady's gonna swag. Tom Brady's never exactly. showing up in those glasses and the shirt yeah. and like all the crazy stuff. But it also you goes see the to- fit. Do you remember the fit that Joe Burrow Joe yeah. Burrow pulled off in the Super exactly. Bowl? There are there are there are two people in the NFL that can pull off that no, fit. No, the Super Bowl fit was bad. It was the AFC title game fit that was good. No, you guys. Say, I bad. think he might be. You guys no, were hating on the Super Bowl fit. The one I'm guys, thinking of is the AFC. The one I'm thinking of. Both were good, above average, better than anything you know, Tom Brady's I, worn. I remember talking about this in the group chat. You guys were ha- loving the AFC fit. We all love the AFC chip fit, and y'all were hating on the. You talk about you talk about the white the, flames the, or something. What was it like? It wasn't flames. It was tiger stripes. Get out of here! Don't try to flame that guy. flames. Don't try. Don't try to flame him with the hat to match and the Dior one lows. Yeah, with the with you the can... Audemars glasses on. Oh, I'm sorry, the Cartier shades won't even peek at you. Come on, man. Yes. I have a question for you, James. One question. Did they win the AFC Championship game? Ah! <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> they did win the AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah. with a good fit. And then they lost <laughs> the Super Bowl with a bad fit. Oh, I see. Ah! <laughs> he got me. He got me. And, and you know what? 
And you know why I respect Joe? Because he damn sure did wear that fit when he left, too. Didn't have the glasses on, but he damn sure did put the fit back on, too. As you should, Joe. As I, you I, should. I could never. My team just lost the Super Bowl. I'm not getting dressed up like it's a fashion runway. I'm not. You better roll out the red carpet for me on the way out, too, boy. Getty Images better get ready. I'm putting the fit back on. That's my dog, Joe. That's my dog. Respect. I love it. I love it. He might get a little bit. He might be aptly respect after that. I remembered that. I might have to bump him up because that's just just Joe. He's getting some right real good sponsorships from high end clothing lines. I guarantee. Oh yeah, it. he my guy. He my guy. He my guy. All right. Woo, that was a good pod. We're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. But as always, we got some shots to get up at the buzzer. Who's got something to say at the buzzer? Uh, going to see the Thor movie in like T minus, like probably leaving here in like twenty minutes. Very hype. Big fan of Thor. Are you? Um. Yeah, I heard. I honestly heard not so great things about the movie, but ultimately, like, I, I don't really like. Like, it doesn't take a lot for me to enjoy it as long as it's like an immersive Marvel kind of multiverse oh, experience. Yeah, the yeah. Marvel blockbuster movie. You see Doctor Strange yet? Yep. Yeah, I Bang. remember you. You Bang. you you were the person Bang. who was like, "Yeah, all the Marvels movie, all, all the Marvel movies connect." And I'm like, "What?" And then I went like years later, probably like a year or two wait, years wait, later, wait, wait, watched wait, them yeah. all with Sarah. Now I'm like a huge intellect. Yeah, you're in it. Now, now we're in it. Um, you're going to have to tell me how it is. My brother and I, my little brother and I are going to go see it on Friday. And when we were in the theater for Doctor Strange is when we saw the first Thor mm. trailer. And it looked good. I'm even down with the whole like rock and roll, like right. you know, Thunder of Love and the comedy of it. And then I saw Jane wielding his hammer mm. in, the, in the trailer. And Healthy. me and my brother both made the same exact sound. Oh, because I'm told that there's only two people in the universe that can hold three. Him, Vision, and then Captain America got the strength, right? When he, when he knocked Thanos out with it. So how Jane come back all of a sudden? And not only can she wield it, she's calling it. Like you, Thor, Let's you got some... You got some splaining to do. So just really quick, I think somewhere in the comics this happens. I don't have the answer. I will eventually have the answer for you. Probably right, right. two, three hours from now, I'll have the answer for you. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not exactly sure where the, the Thorhood gets moved from one person to the next. I'm I just exactly don't like sure. that. Yeah, I just I just don't like that. So it's, it's got to be it's got to be well done. She can't just plop back up out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, she got she the got, hammer. Yeah, the powers. Yeah, yep. it's got to be well done. Matt. You got something to say at the buzzer? So you know my coworker with the bad sports takes? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he was out of pocket, not sports-wise, <laughs> with our with our new boss. So Uh-oh. our new boss comes in, and I've worked with her um, before she got promoted. Like, we we're the same level. She's cool. She's like our age, whatever. And so she wanted to have, okay, Saturday morning, we're going to have a meeting as a team um, at this location, and it was going to be like this coming Saturday. And does that time work? And then, yes, yes, yes. The guy who opens the store on Saturday at 9.30, it's an 8 o'clock meeting. It's going to be an hour long. Says he can't make it because he's going to be bit. And, and, and he's making this giant. Everyone says yes. The people who work in a different store, the Oxford store. Me, I say yes when I don't open that day. So I'm going to go to the meeting, go home for two hours and come back and work. Mm. And and it's and it's like it's annoying but it's like yeah i gotta regroup when you get a new boss and get everyone mm-hmm. on the same page and he right. and he starts calling out people in this group text this one guy he's like the guy's like man i gotta drive to oxford and then he like calls him like a 
a bootlicker for like being like, if you want to speak like, like he goes nuts in our group text with the boss to conceive and and i couldn't believe like dude it's just a meeting and he starts talking about labor laws and she's like no i said you're gonna get paid for the meeting (laughs) how about this i've only heard the insult bootlicker one time and that's in the movie stomp the yard and if it like that's the only time I ever heard it, man. The fact that he actually used it in real life scenario <laughs> is wild. And here's the crazier thing: the meeting starts at eight, runs to nine. He shows up at nine thirty. If I'm the dude who is getting the somebody that he tells me that I'm the bootlicker, I'm waiting site. for thirty minutes to talk to him when he shows up in person. <laughs> so, that is incredible. so. He shows up. He shows up at nine, but the store is at what time? They called him a bootlicker. They've never met because he works in the Oxford location. Oh, and, this and we've never met, and you don't know me? No, no. This guy's 20-year-old, skinny as a rail, wears small-size T-shirts, mm. and this guy is, uh, he's like a, he works out every day. So it's, awesome. It's, so so that, guy, that guy would show up at nine. The store opens at 930. We means we got a good 30 minutes to discuss this here. We got a good 30 minutes <laughs> to dupe this out in the parking lot. I don't mind working with a black guy. All right. All I got to say real quickly at the buzzer is um, so the WNBA had their all-star event, had their all-star weekend. Good on them. I still don't love the time that it was done. The all-star game was done mid-afternoon on Sunday so we can make way for Sunday night baseball that I'm sure so many people were excited to tune in for. Um, so Kelsey Plum is the All-Star Game MVP. Did you see this girl's trophy? I didn't see this. I, I saw a clip of her getting crossed onto the floor. I she also did, saw yeah, the trophy. I, I thought you she were going did. cross. Oh, I saw oh, the trophy. Go. Arike and Gubawali made her touch earth. Two Crazy. palms. That's tough. Crazy. That's tough. That's tough. In an All-Star Game, too, when you're barely playing defense. <laughs> Chris, Chris. It's tough. But did you see this girl's trophy? It is ridiculous. Is it? It, I okay. thought it was a joke. I thought it was edited. Someone edited me too. it in. Me too. Me too. Um, and then I'm not sure if this is true, but Ball Sack Sports apparently looked up the trophy and it cost like $33 on Amazon. It's got all the same accessories to it and everything. Um, so I'm sure that's not true, but here's all I got to say to the WNBA. We can do better. We, we can absolutely do better when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, I think they did an adequate job in promoting the All-Star Weekend. They gave it its own primetime slot. Um, A lot of people were invested in it. It had great games, all of that. But we have to be thorough. Like, they would, there was no part of NBA All-Star Weekend that they would cut a corner in, even the trophy. Please take a look at Giannis's All-Star Game MVP trophy and Steph's All-Star Game. Please take a look at those trophies. They're, They're literally the size of them. It's literally like an NBA Finals trophy. But but Kelsey Plum gets the eighth grade participation trophy that I got when I went to bowling night at, at, at school called elementary school, Jake. That's that's the trophy that she got. Back so that's a di- low disrespect, low respect level for the WNBA. low respect level. Okay, so just have the same energy when it comes to the NBA or when it comes to the WNBA that we do for the NBA. We've made great strides in advancing women's basketball, and I think that shouldn't be overlooked, but also shouldn't be overlooked when we're coming up very much short. Because when it comes to celebrating these ballers, when it comes to celebrating these players, we're going to put them on that platform. Please make sure that they're respected in the way that they should. And good on Kelsey Plum and everyone. She made a video, and she was really jokingly about it, and she was really lighthearted about it. But I think that she doesn't want to just really disturb something and really speak on it. So since she doesn't want to, like I will take the liberty as a male side, you know, kind of advocating for women's basketball i'll speak up about it 
and speak directly to the WNBA. I know you can do better. And I know a bunch of people who were responsible for that trophy knew exactly what they were doing when that little piece of plastic was presented. There is enough money in the tank to go get an actual trophy for the literally MVP of the WNBA All-Star Game. But I shall digress. Um, That's all for this episode that we have of Straight Facts. It was a good one as Jake is literally preparing to to go watch Thor. Oh, go ahead. Cost one hundred and fifty dollars, or maybe a little less than that. Plus, Look like that. shipping included, a, a championship belt that is, you know, like a good, good made of leather. It's big, and that's for a fantasy league. Get a I'm real sure, trophy. A I'm real. sure Kelsey Plum would actually rather that belt than the trophy she got. Much rather, sure. much rather that. She probably left it in the locker room. I don't even know if she took it home, but. Uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a great one. Um, shout out to all of our guys at the Up All Game Presents Network. As always, LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris, and TJ Houshmanzada. Make sure you guys are following them on all platforms where you get your podcasts and also YouTube. Also, shout out my guys, Jake Gallagher and Stat Matt Robinson. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up.